Switch, uh, aka the 90 times social distancing champion, aka the crap, aka the carb, carb, uh, damn it. AKA the carb carnivore. That does not work at all, but whatever. That's all right. AKA the lazy eye Leviathan. <laughs> Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, my uh, personal gaming podcast where I talk about just that. The games, of course. Um, today's date is, uh, June 25th, 2020. Um, this virus still running rampant, uh, people dying, uh, nothing's changed, which is unfortunate. Well, let me rephrase that. Uh, people are acting like the virus is no longer there, but people are just putting people into more danger and opening stuff up regardless. So it's like, you know, Hey, good luck. Basically, uh, hopefully you fare good out there, which is messed up, but you know, of course, of all places to be at, apparently LA is raised, uh, raised up to be the top area for the coronavirus in cases supposedly. So, everything's fine. You know, the whole world is not gonna, you know, be a post-apocalyptic, um, just horrible place. Hopefully, hopefully just, uh, people still not wearing a mask. People thinking this is a political statement of, uh, you know, having the Oper, uh, the option to wear the mask, <laughs> they shouldn't be forced to, uh, you know, prevent the spread of a worldwide pandemic and deadly disease that's killing people. It's all bad, man. It's all bad. Thankfully, games are there. So, you know, I mean, for what it's worth, but uh, it's unfortunate, man. Anyways, <laughs> hopefully people are staying safe, staying inside, uh, not touching people that you should be touching. All right. I mean, I don't take that, take that however you want it, but stop touching people. I don't know. You, you get it. Hopefully, I guess if you don't get it, um, bless us all. This is all. Um, yeah, so pretty interesting week this week in terms of games, I'd say. Some very just interesting events happened. Say Jesus, that's loud. Um but yeah. Let's uh stop the dilly dallying. 
and get right into it. So first topic of discussion, boy, what a freaking fire in terms of um, Mixer and Facebook. So I guess firstly with Facebook or Mixer, my bad, uh, in terms of Mixer, uh, you know, <laughs> Mixer has been has pretty much gotten a pretty established, I'd say, reputation of being like kind of the. I guess it depends on who you ask, but in general, I'd say it's safe to say that Mixer has gotten a generally bad reputation in terms of not being well respected uh, in terms of specifically numbers of, you know, viewers in on the platform in general compared to other platforms like Twitch, YouTube, of course. Um, and it seems like uh, probably, I mean, I guess to some extent a testament to how maybe valid that was, but uh, yeah, it seemed to all go to go to just, just hell uh, this week. I think Monday specifically where they revealed the news that uh, Mixer is shutting down and redirecting in terms of if you were to go to the IP, uh, the actual address after uh, it shut down, I think a month from now, it will redirect to Facebook gaming. So pretty much a nail in a coffin in terms of just any relevant, you know, progress with mixer specifically, which is, uh, you know, unfortunate, you know, it really is. Um, lamb slum. Oh, lamb slum. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's pretty crazy uh, in terms of just the platform and how, like, uh, I think at least, I think a lot of people, I say, include myself, did like some of the features of the platform in terms of just like um, how much more efficient and some aspects of the site where it, they seem to do a lot of things better uh, depending on who you ask, I guess, ultimately. But I think in my opinion, I thought it did some interesting things um, slightly better than like Twitch and YouTube. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the viewers didn't come. And of course, obviously with you know, get the big streamers, uh, from Twitch, like, uh, shroud and, uh, ninja and, you know, <laughs> totally going off the wall, balls out and buku bucks, try to get them over. And, uh, ultimately that did not work at all. Did not work at all. Uh, but look, I mean, they, they, they got in good. So, I mean, for take that for what you will, you know, of course. Yeah. It was all their whole, that whole controversy. Um, man. Yeah. So a post supposedly they got a buyout, uh, Ninja and shroud in terms of, uh, basically, um, I, I guess apparently they got an offer, um, to, that was double what they were getting, which at least according to numbers, Ninja got like 60 million or potentially was going to get 60 million and Shroud getting 20 and to directly go to Facebook gaming. And they straight up 
supposedly refused it and uh, are now were forced to buy out uh, both of them out of the contract. Uh, so now pretty much <laughs> they're free agents with pretty much almost all the money in the world to uh, do however they please, uh, which is that's if that's not a uh, a get <laughs> straight up get. I don't know what is. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. But I mean, I would assume that was probably part partially why uh, the whole mixer thing didn't work out. Just like going like literally, it seemed like all in on these personalities, I guess, with the expectation that pretty much all of the viewers would maybe just jump ship from Twitch and go directly to Mixer. And that did not work out at all. It seemed like the numbers were essentially the same, maybe slightly higher, but it wasn't anywhere near the numbers that they would uh were getting on on Twitch. So, yeah, crazy stuff. But I would assume that maybe took some part into, you know, I guess the the downfall of Mixer, um, as well as I forgot one other aspect too. Um, there was some racist allegations, of course, because it, you know, <laughs> I'd say it wouldn't be a surprise to nobody that um, uh, I think the head of Mixer, um, supposedly, uh, had some racist statements in and uh against you know, people of color, um, where that eventually I think came to rise, but I don't think that ultimately was the nail in the coffin, but I think all that combined, uh, led to, uh, unfortunate demise of mixer, but then it's not, not even that. Okay. All that is valid. Then of course, on, t- even on top of that, just, of course, you know, the, the people that invested partnering with Mixer, putting all their time and effort in, uh, into that community. Now they supposedly just found out, uh, pretty much very super short notice about this whole ordeal. Um, and they've been basically screwed now and, you know, they had the somewhat have a false hope of going through YouTube gaming, but it's some very iffy terms like having to sign NDAs and stuff like that, supposedly, which is just iffy grounds. And apparently they're going to, they're at least claim they're going to try to honor their contracts with that. They have currently with mixer. If they were to go to Facebook's gaming, it's not look good at all. Um, so <laughs> more than likely I would assume a lot of them wouldn't go to Facebook game. Cause I mean, I mean, just viewing Facebook gaming as a whole, it, for me personally, it doesn't seem like a platform I would ever, well, one, go to view content and two, um, it doesn't necessarily seem like a source I would necessarily, I, I just, in my head, I don't instantly get the thought in my head to go to Facebook game if I want to view gaming content. Um, but I mean, choice is choice. I mean, if you have the luxury of going to multiple platforms and things like that, um, definitely. I mean, Hey, options are options. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, this very weird proposition that they were put in and apparently, uh, Xbox is partnering with Facebook gaming. So 
from what I got, they're putting like a lot of their resources they use for streaming uh, with Mixer and beefing Facebook gaming up. So who knows? Maybe uh, that could raise up Facebook gaming at some point. And, you know, maybe there will be like a uh, big three because I guess, yeah, when I think of top streaming sites, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook gaming, really. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense because, yeah, like Mixer was pretty much last dead last in the race. So, I mean, you know, if you can't beat them, join them, you know, so. Yeah, all in all, um, just very messed up way of handling it, specifically for the people that contributed to the site um, in terms of partner streamers with Mixer that they are just finding this out. Now they're basically out of jobs, including like the staff at the Mixer offices and stuff is uh, is messed up, man. That definitely could have been handled way better. Apparently all (laughs) it was just a simple tweet and people within the company just found out that way specifically, supposedly, which is ah, that is just messed up, man. And all fronts, all fronts. Really messed up. Really is. But hey, pretty sure most of the people land on their feet. Who knows? A lot of most more than likely, maybe a lot of people, you know, go to their respective platform that they feel comfortable with and move on. Um, RIP Mixer. It's been good. uh, Well, I don't know. I can't even say much. I I don't have as much of association with it. Uh, I believe it's getting removed from all, you know, Xbox's platforms and stuff as well. I, I would assume, I think with the Xbox event coming up, I think it was like definitely a decision that had to be made or it could have potentially been like Facebook where they like were, you know, we got to make a decision right now. Let's just cut off Mixer. Let's put all our resources into uh, uh, Facebook gaming instead or whatever. But it's messed up, real messed up. I guess that's kind of a testament to any platform, really, if you uh, put your soul sources into it. have a backup, another platform to, you know, resort to in general. You know what I mean? So, uh, I guess speaking of Facebook news, technically, uh, apparently in terms of the Oculus Rift, Ready at Dawn is actually uh, officially joining with Facebook Studios or I'm not sure if they have an official term, but basically joining under the Facebook umbrella uh, for their uh, Oculus Studios team. So, yeah, I guess specifically Oculus Studios team, which is owned by Facebook. So, um, yeah, I forgot the really the marquee game that like I think sold them um, Lone Echo. I I recall them vividly from um the order 1886, which definitely wasn't received well, but personally I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't pay full price for it at the time though. Cause like it <laughs> drastically dropped in price due to how, uh, poorly received it was, but, um, it looks like any, <laughs> any hopes of a order 1880, or whatever is crushed now. Uh, what the five of us that maybe maybe kind of wanted it to, you know, 
actually fully realize that, but hey, it is what it is. But good already at dawn that they uh, at least are solidified or um, locked in with a company for sure. Uh, I guess, yeah, it seemed like after the order 1886 didn't seem like they did nothing. I guess since I'm not really into the VR space that, you know, they did a couple of the titles like, um, yeah, Lone Echo, Echo Area, Echo Combat and Lone Echo 2, which I am not aware of any of those games. But um, I just know them, yeah, from Order 1886. But RIP Order 1886, unless Sony still owns the IP, maybe. I doubt it. Who knows? Or what? Maybe alternate Order order 1887 VR. I guess it would be 1886. Probably to keep the name or maybe not to try to avoid that stigma. But who knows? Good on them, though. I thought that was worth mentioning. I guess mainly because hopes and dreams are crushed with uh, the order, more than likely. Uh, I guess somewhat keeping in. Not really. This is totally different. But um, with the rumors of the Xbox Lockhart, which is basically the lesser powered Xbox that supposedly is going to be joining with the um, Xbox Series X. Uh, some rumors seem to be solidifying it a bit more in terms of uh, some documents uh, in regards to the uh, console. So uh, apparently, according to the name, alongside the Xbox Series X, it's going to be. Um, well, they, they, they show the, the Lockhart code as well as in terms of the, um, the Xbox One dev kit. They mentioned the Xbox One S dev kit. So, no, that's totally. I'm reading this wrong. I'm reading this wrong. Going specifically on the Lockhart profile mode. So, that's exactly what they're referring to because Lockhart is the pretty much established nickname for the, well, I guess whatever they call it. It, it seems most likely it's going to be called the Xbox Series X S. X, X, S, X. It's just, that is still confusing. I don't see why they, I hope they don't do that actually now that I say it out loud. Um, but who knows? Um, cause that along with the Scarlet dev kit. So I guess that's basically the main dev kit, uh, in terms of the next generation and then Anaconda, which is the Xbox series X and then Lockhart. So they mentioned pretty much all of these. So obviously there's definitely a different console being bundled or coming with the Anaconda, um, according to this document. So going to be interesting to see if these, uh, rumors are true, validated more than likely it is, especially now it's like, especially since Microsoft sees what, uh, PlayStation is going to do with their digital only edition and, the standard edition with the disc disc drive, it only just it only makes sense. So we'll see, we'll see. But I thought it was worth kind of uh, bringing attention to. And according to this brief statement, uh, specifically regarding that, Lockhart is expected to be around four uh, teraflops, targeting 1080p 
with Anaconda Series X hitting uh, 12 teraflops. So I guess I'm very curious to see how it's going to compare to to the Xbox One X and to see what the like gap is going to be in terms of power there, because it seems like it's uh, obviously would need to be more powerful than the One X to warrant. I guess people who maybe want to jump from the one X to the Lockhart. But when you think about it, probably, well, I guess it depends on how we get the hardcore details about, um, you know, the significant difference between the two, but I'm sure a uh, digital foundry video is going <laughs> to straight rip all that, uh, down to the details so we'll know for sure but um yeah interesting stuff though uh it's been so ru- so much rumored uh that you know it's been uh kind of in the air but i feels like this is uh all but solidifying at this point so interesting stuff uh next topic cyberpunk 2077 this game that's gonna end all games it feels like i mean we just found news today that you can well one i mean what already sold me is you could you could you could you could you could change your balls you could change your genitals if you want a penis you got a penis if you want a vagina hey we got you if you want both hey we got you oh you want pubic hair hey (laughs) don't fret sir we got you there too. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's great. It's, I mean, of course I'm make jokes, but actually it's pretty cool. Uh, just, uh, very curious to see how it's going to all play out. And then like, how does that come into play with like the, uh, ESRB? Cause it's not many games where like, yeah, you can, well, one, you see genitalia in general, and two, you actually in straight customized genitalia. So, like, it's like, am I going to be in a menu and then, like, you know, I'm messing with a. This sounds so weird out of context. <sighs> Fuck. All right. So if you're in a menu and, you know, you're messing with, with, with your penis and then, you know, it's just is there like physics to it? Do you like. I mean, I would assume you want to like, know, like, are you moving it? And then like, you know, okay, that's what I want. All right. I'm, I'm, it's it's pretty accurate. I I don't, I don't, I don't know where did, how did we, so yeah, you know, um, I guess very weird, (laughs) very weird and suggestive, but I think it's good. At least it, it kind of brings up a new standard of games where taking customization to a whole new uh, unexpected level. But I mean, I do appreciate and respect it for, you know, um, fully customizing your character uh, more than we ever would uh, expect. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, genitals aside, um, never thought I'd say that, but um, wow. Uh, basically there was a, um, 
what I guess seems to be a series, uh, at least the first episode um, covering uh, Cyberpunk 2077, I guess, with each subsequent episode closer to the release date, which now it's November 19th, I believe. So uh, with that in play, um, we got some good details. Uh, there's going to be actually an anime, um, Cyberpunk 2077 Forerunners, I believe, which <laughs> I'm not sure why they announced it because it's not even going to come out until like 2022. I'd say it'd be more relevant if it was coming out like maybe right before Cyberpunk came out. Definitely would be able to capitalize on like the hype. Everybody is excited for this game, but uh, 2022 is like it's like an afterthought. And like, yeah, we didn't really get any like footage or trailer or any. I think we got maybe like one still of art, but that's um, it's really it's hard to. I don't know, kind of like grasp at this point. But I mean, it was cool. It's cool. Like uh, maybe after the fact, we'll really love the lore of cyberpunk. And then after that, we'll try to, you know, want, uh, need more. And then I guess going it that way, I guess it worked for the Witcher technically. So that does make sense. Now that I think about it, but would have liked to see more of it or some something more tangible to like grasp on for that. But it is what it is. Uh, then after that, they show what looks like look to be a somewhat of a detailed gameplay of I forgot the mode they called it. They called it. um Crap. What do they call it? Let me let me pull that up. Let me pull that up. There was some specific term they called it that um, is losing my mind, left my mind. And I'm trying to remember what it was because I don't recall what it was. Damn it. But um, it'll probably come to me, but uh, basically it was just I got heavy Batman Arkham Arkham series vibes where, you know, you're basically deeply investigating a scene, playing, playing an interactive video back and forth and uh, basically analyzing it in different ways uh, to, you know, uh, find out what actually happened in terms of uh, I, I think the the subject changes in each case, I believe, at least that's what it kind of implies. But at least in the specific gameplay they showed, it was a guy uh, robbing a store and then he left and then he got shot in the head as he left. So it was a matter of finding who actually killed him or how he died. And basically uh, the game was showing how they deciphered that uh, through like all the relevant uh, footage in terms of, you know, the audio, the video, and uh, things like that. So that was pretty cool. They said it's going to be a pretty consistent uh, component of the game. So hopefully it's not like overbearing or annoying to the point where like, uh, I don't really feel like doing this or whatever. But I mean, I think I'm just, I'm totally in love with the world already, the environment and setting. 
Uh, I think, yeah, for me, it probably uh, won't actually be that annoying depending on how they take, how they handle it. But who knows? Uh, then they showed a trailer basically, you know, showing a lot of the further story components. Um, it's a, it was a lot to divulge. So it's hard to focus on one thing. It's just, it's so much just weird out there stuff that like I love, but it's just overwhelming to kind of decipher any of it. Uh, because well, on top of that, it's very like, um, I guess, vague vague and over the top and weird and kooky where it's like yeah it's hard to just just decipher one specific thing but i loved what i saw at least um just a lot of on out of context stuff that doesn't seem to be all gelled together which i mean i'm pretty certain that was intentional but looks pretty good overall i mean i'm excited um, I've been hearing like gameplay of, uh, people actually like playing, being able to legitimately play the game. Um, uh, some demos across like some of the media, um, sharing their details, but it looks like you can, the game is going to be big and ambitious. Um, and for me, yeah, it feels like a, it feels like such a PC game. I don't even see myself getting this for console. It just, it does seem like a game that. You just want to play on PC, if that makes sense. I don't know. Just it, it's just some games you just have a like a inkling for like, yeah, this is definitely a game we're gonna play on this platform. Yeah, for me, I think it's definitely PC, PC for sure, um, PC all the way, PC master. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I mean, don't get it twisted. I do. Obviously, I play a lot of console games i'd say for the most part with some exceptions here and there but you know this game just yells pc to me i don't know i guess just maybe this the setting and computers and technology but i don't know it's just like it's this game screams pc it's like yeah who knows but yeah outside of that pretty insightful information um we got pubic Pubic hair options in the game, y'all. We did it. We conquered. We thought it wasn't going to happen, but thank God. Oh, I was worried. I was, <laughs> it was just this, this, this much. I was like, ah, fuck, we might not get pubic hair, but <laughs> one of the press people, uh, guys, <laughs> we've heard you. Uh, as you can, as you may have saw, <laughs> they showed a trailer just totally not abiding by the, um, <laughs> ESRB as you guys may have seen in the trailer, there are extensive genital options. And with those genital options, you can in fact change your pubic hair. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. They just leave after that. <laughs> Everybody's in an uproar. Oh my God. Oh my God. Cyberpunk 27. Oh my God. This is the great game ever. Oh my God. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> oh man. That is so dumb, but I love it at the same time. Ah, <sighs> okay. Moving on. Um, there was also one of the, uh, expos that definitely speaks to me on so many levels, which is uh new game plus expo. 
Um, that's also a, that's a great name, uh, by the way. So basically, this was a collective of a lot of uh, Japanese based uh, developers and uh, pretty much they all got together and had a showcase uh, where I guess they otherwise would show, of course, at E3 <laughs> like everybody's. Yeah, it's scary now for E3 now to think about. It. It's like everybody's pretty much getting acclimated without having a E3, um, which is going to be interesting if that like actually follows through. Well, of course, we have to wait until the next year's E3 to see if that is if it exists to see how that actually comes to be. But nonetheless, uh, just not going to cover the whole thing because there's a lot of stuff that at least didn't speak to me that uh, I don't think is necessarily worth talking about. But of course, the biggest, I'd say, takeaway from me personally is a uh, uh, Suda 50 fucking one. This man uh, just trolling like he doesn't care. And he's hurt my feelings. I'm butt hurt and I'm mad. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm still excited. I, can, I would be lying to you right now if I'm not looking forward to what he's got for us. So it started the the whole show started off with Suda Fifty One talking about the the expo and you know I guess what to expect and stuff, uh, and of course he's he's talking, you know uh, he has a you know green screen setup and you know what do you know oh man oh what a mistake oh no oh wow Suda what are you doing oh man that's that footage shouldn't be there and you know he's. They're showing like exclusive No More Heroes three footage in the background of him, <laughs> of him just talking over the show, like 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 nobody's gonna notice or whatever, you know, like sure, okay, Suda, and then you know wanted to see the gameplay, but no, it's like oh well, uh, damn, sorry, uh, uh, we just got this this gameplay in our background. I don't know how I got there. I'll just let it roll though, you know, I'll just. Just let it keep playing, you know. It, it's nothing. Don't don't worry about that. <sighs> it looked good though. It looked from what I could see, because his damn head was in the way of the footage. It looked good. It looked good. You know, you got some of the UI. You got like some of the conventional options. Like uh, the UI looked very similar to No More Heroes, so it it wasn't no drastic changes to be fearful of. Ah. <sighs> That kind of hurt it, kind of hurt it, of course. <laughs> Just couldn't drop a trailer or something after or toward the end. <sighs> but I digress. So uh, there was that. And then what else stood out? Oh, yeah, like a Samurai Showdown. They got a new guest character that was freaking um, the warden from No More Heroes. Not No More Heroes, fucking what? From a uh, for honor, which was like what? Uh, yeah, I guess. Sure, it was an interesting choice. Um, I guess of all the characters, it makes sense, but I don't know. It's just like for honor characters, they uh, they feel. Um, at least the base characters like he's presented in the game feel a bit too generic uh, versus like, you know, the game itself where, you know, it's you can deeply customize your character and all that. But 
it's just weird. It's like some kind of, I don't even, I can't even explain it. It's like, yeah, it just felt generic. That's really the, I guess the biggest sentiment I had kind of going away from that. Of course I, I have, I don't really play Samurai showdown. So, I mean, what do I know? But at least from as a guest character, like, Oh man, I really want to play said game that they're guesting in. Didn't really, I guess, yell at me to want to, you know, jump over, but that's just my opinion. But what else after that, that was interesting. A lot of uh, anime inspired games, like one that seemed to be like a somewhat of a ripoff from uh, Food Wars, where just a total emphasis on, or am I getting that wrong? The one, the one anime with that has like that glorifies food in general, in terms of like cooking it a certain way. And I want to say Food Wars. I could be totally wrong. That just shows my. Uh, vast knowledge of anime but um that was interesting uh i think they showed a bit of deadly premonition too or i might be wrong i think they i think they showed a bit of deadly premonition too i could be totally wrong about that was that the only thing oh yeah they show like um guilty gear in terms of the two characters, I forgot their names, but they show a little bit of uh, gameplay that we didn't see before for that. But. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's all I re- that all that really stood out to me from the, at least the presentation I'm trying to think there was something else that was notable. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. Uh, very disappointed that, um, Yakuza didn't know, no like detailed information about Yakuza seven at all or yakuza like a dragon i mean yeah since i guess since it technically already came out no in in japan i guess maybe that wouldn't be the proper place for it but i guess anything yakuza or at least the next yakuza related thing i don't know um it's just weird just weird i guess that was the best summary but yeah a lot of animated anime related stuff. Um, yeah, some weird, weird game with, Oh, I forgot about the, I forgot about the crab game. I forgot what that's called, but basically it's like these, these two crabs fighting each other. Uh, over, <laughs> they was playing some straight up anime music and it just like, it kind of worked actually. Now I'm thinking about it, um, where they had like just various random, uh, weapons and they're just fighting it out. Just some crabs and other, sea life just just duking it out uh that was pretty funny um there was this one random no that was another show that was the one pc show that i didn't i forgot to cover but i mean it wasn't anything really worthwhile for me to talk about but 
overall, it was okay. Uh, nothing that spoke to me personally uh, outside of No More Heroes, which was at the start of the thing, and they didn't even give us a full-blown trailer. But, you know, hey, Suda just going to be Suda. But, hey, that, that is what it is. It is what it is. Just accept it. Just accept it and lie down and don't know. Um, but, yeah, I uh, probably might have forgot some, but I, I feel like if I don't remember it, um, it might not be notable. Uh, I think King of Fighters and Samurai Showdown, the older games of a classic Neo Geo collection. That was kind of interesting. Um, very interested to see uh, at least the footage they showed. It was like it was like in in a Neo Geo technically, but in the Switch. So it was like a somewhat Inception. Like I'm playing Neo Geo uh, in the Switch. And I'm playing the switch. So that was kind of weird. Hopefully they give you some like other options for borders or maybe let you stretch the screen out a bit more. Who knows? But that was that was interesting. Uh, that that kind of uh, piqued my interest. But outside of that, that was pretty much all that I really um, gravitated towards from the show. Um, yeah. Just thought I'd give that a little bit of a attention because um deserves it. Deserves it. Uh moving on. Um a freaking Avengers, man. So Avengers had their showing of uh some more gameplay details and uh a lot of various stuff, but I guess the biggest takeaway was more so the crossover capabilities in terms of, you know, if you bought, if you buy Avengers for PS4 or Xbox one, you can uh, upgrade it to the PS5 or Xbox Series X whenever they come out. And then I think that you can also do cross play or cross generation play, which uh, I think is a first I know some of the other, some other games are going to be doing it, but at least one of the games that comes to mind that for sure is confirmed to be doing it is this one. Um, but yeah, outside of that, uh, they show some gameplay and stuff. It um, didn't really wow me like I wanted it to. Just graphically speaking, it just still feels... I, I, I hate to say it. It still feels like dollar store brand um, Avengers kind of, if that's a thing, I don't know. Like <laughs> kind of like the, the characters you get at the dollar store that uh, <laughs> they're straight, like just horrible ripoffs, knockoffs of the, you know, the real thing, like freaking, for what Wolverine, uh, um, Furrow Man. <laughs> hey, hey, mom, I got this Furrow Man. Uh, it's yeah, that's that is that is straight up Wolverine. But all right, hey, whatever makes you happy, son. All right, <laughs> you get on there, little 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 bugger. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely waiting it out. See if it actually turns out to be real good or, you know, actually is somewhat fun. Uh, but from what I saw, 
it does not look to be that great. Um, in terms just from a gameplay standpoint, it doesn't seem to be that appealing. It seems like it, it, it's going to get real boring real quick. Um, just in terms of just the, the combat and I don't know, it just, it just seems to be oozing this feeling of like uninspired, like lacking that like oomph and personality. It feels like so. Outside of that, that's pretty much all I really want to talk about that specifically. Uh, then finally, we got some more details, information uh, from the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Masahiro Sakurai himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, just just a bit of background in terms of the, the freaking trailer or uh, the event, per se. Um they showed Sakurai. They showed his home, and dude is balling. He got like two fully uh big screen TVs, uh pretty much all the consoles hooked up. Um, Sakurai's goals right there. Um, he is he is straight balling. And uh, one thing I really liked, I was talking about this on Twitter a little bit, is that just how how like I guess um humbling or warming, I don't know. Um I guess just reassuring maybe uh just that he does have multiple platforms and that he does play on competing platforms cuz you know, at least for me I would assume I I guess this is very uh biased stereotype in my head that like, you know, people that develop or yeah, basically develop or work exclusively for a particular platform. Like, let's say, you know, um, Neil Druckmann for Last of Us, Corey Balrog for Sony and stuff, uh, God of War, that, you know, they just stick with their console and don't play anything else, which is what you think about as very like closed minded way of thinking that assuming people don't like play competing platforms or you know, don't see what they're competing against. It kind of would be kind of would be like not smart when you think about it, just to see what the competition is doing to get a better idea or, you know, spark ideas, you know? So I thought it was really cool, humbling to see Sakurai actually have all these various platforms, multiple, uh, multiples of said platforms. Like, yeah, like he had freaking like two PS twos, like I think he had a, a base and a pro PS4. Yeah, like um I wanna say he had a base and a uh Xbox One X, like a base Xbox One and an Xbox One X. I wanna say. Had like a freaking Super Nintendo mini, uh pretty much all various versions. Yeah, like what US, UK and uh the Japan version. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, of course, I guess it's not hard to believe a, a person that makes games, loves games, likes playing games, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I thought it was pretty cool to just see that, uh, angle of him, uh, get a little, get a little MTV Cribs Sakurai edition. But yeah, outside of that, uh, you know, he pretty much revealed the character, uh, had a pretty funny trailer with, um, Captain Falcon. He going in on the, on that ramen. 
And then, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, I feel like it's smash tradition now with reveal trailers where they do the, they do the dance spectacle of, Oh, who's gonna, who's gonna get it. Who's going to get the smash invitation. Who's going to actually get it. And then of course it finally landed on men, men, um, from arms. They at least ruled that out that it was going to be an arms character, which I think is very appreciated because I think a lot of people would have been, would have been, um, not hyping, but anticipating. Yeah. A lot of people would have been anticipating like anybody. And then the fact that it was just the arms character, men, men been super disappointed. So I think it's good that he had a definitely tempered expectations and, you know, said, Hey, uh, you know, men, men is going to be our, be, a be our selected fighter. And, uh, she seems pretty cool. Um, she seems somewhat, complicated to an extent uh, in terms of how she plays. Um, it seems like a lot of situational stuff that you would need to do or know how to react to. But I mean, of course that just comes with training, but, um, yeah, she's cool. I mean, obviously I'd want somebody else, but, um, I liked it. I'll probably maybe mess with her whenever she comes out. I think she comes out next week I want to say um so yeah haven't really played arms the game itself I have it but I've never really played it that much but um yeah I might might uh try it out get a better understanding of where men men comes from <laughs> what makes men men tick you know I don't know uh, but yeah, outside of that, oh yeah, they they also had like a a, um, a me showcase in terms of you know you're a me fighter that you can customize deeply. Um, that's some interesting choices. Well, I guess one that was pretty disappointing for me was uh, Heihachi uh, from Tekken. So you know, R.I.P. Any dreams for Heihachi? I mean, I would like. I think I if I had the preference, I would like. Jin or Kazuya more anyway, but I mean, even if we want to get deeper personally, Brian Fury, of course, but he is so freaking uh specific of a character that seems very unlikely. Um, very niche, I guess. Um, not like a widely known or popular character necessarily in terms of the Tekken, I guess, family, but um. It's interesting that they, at least they're somewhat involved with Tekken. Um, maybe that could hint at, you know, a Tekken character actually making it in. That would be pretty cool. Um, I like that. Um, and then freaking Fallout Boy from Fallout 70. Well, I guess yeah, the most recent one, Fallout 76, but. I think people may not want to associate with that one as much, but yeah, it was an interesting choice. Fallout, Fallout Boy. Yeah, I guess, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nobody really asked for it, but sure. I guess it technically is on the, the Switch platform with Fallout um, Shelter. Um, yeah, interesting choice, I guess, overall. Um, 
Yeah. Outside of that, I think those are only notable guest characters or guest skins that um made it. At least those only one that stick out to me currently, but so yeah, uh, at least sticking with Smash News, one thing that I think everybody wish was announced or is announced at some point. Um the game that never ends, never dies, uh Melee. Um actually managed to get some net play. Of course, this is through modification of the game and stuff like that, but um just the fact that legit net play for smash and at least from the video uh this video by let me uh credit credit the man doing god's work uh what is his name radar ssbm uh his video on youtube basically shows in depth how the uh online at least the service specifically he's naming it slippy online um how it works in depth and man, just looking at the video, it is, it is immaculate. And it's just, it just all the more makes you more disappointed and sad that rollback net code is in it smashed because man, that game will be straight up perfection. That's like one of probably the only biggest mix missing component of smash is, is freaking online legit online that works not this trash uh super laggy super horrible everybody's on wi-fi um well technically forced on wi-fi for people that don't want to either don't want to invest in a wi-fi adapter or are somewhat aware forgot about a wi-fi adapter but even then still um this netcode would definitely help uh, regardless, um, yeah, man, it's just so in depth and just smash ultimate could have this if they just put that effort in and, ah, uh, it, it hurts. It hurts a lot. It would be so great. It'd be so great, but at least it's good on melee, which is the game that, <laughs> uh, at least is no longer at evil for like being at evil for the longest time. Uh, I think it probably may have a record for like, I would assume the longest uh, appearances um, at Evo, but at least for those fans, hardcore fans, they at least have the option of, you know, still playing Smash Online. Uh, Not for us people that like Ultimate, the current game, mind you, a game what freaking almost 20 years old has better net code (laughs) than than uh smash currently you hate to see it but nonetheless just a thing i wanted to put in the universe that come on like we're better than this smash sakura please if that just just put it in we want give us good net code to play this game online enjoyably that's all i ask it's all i ask um, so yeah, uh, then, and just messed up news overall, uh, of course, the last of us part two, uh, came out last Friday. Um, or I think it is technically happened before that, but, um, of course people just 
just don't like just don't like things just that not like things or you know feel something is too political and wanna go on a whole tirade so of course that incited the uh the annoyance of you know what do people do when they <laughs> they don't like one particular thing that's just very ignorant of course they want to uh do this thing now called review bombing where they just want to just put totally ignorant, unbiased or no straight up biased, uh, negative reviews on a game with the intention of just being hateful and, uh, negative for just being negative. And that's pretty much what happened. And that ultimately brought, uh, the Metacritic and other various, um, review aggregate sites, um, in terms of the collective score down because of multiple user reviews, just straight <laughs> bombing the game for no apparent reason or, nor, nor, uh, a solidified reason, legitimate reason, even just off the base, pure fact of, you know, uh, I mean, spoilers, the last list includes a lesbian character, but I mean, you kind of know that in the first game in terms of the DLC. So it's just dumb, really dumb, really dumb, really stupid. But uh, yeah, man, but at least on the bright side, they actually, um, I believe for Metacritic specifically, they actually... I think this is a first for a game. They removed the user reviews, I guess maybe cleaned it and put a new slate for people that legitimately review it. Or maybe they, I think, modified the criteria to review a game. So it's not as, I guess, easy to just be blindfully hateful towards something you didn't even give a time of day, um, uh, at least a chance now. So now uh, at least, Currently on the site, the score isn't compromised because of, you know, um, unbiased, uh, illegitimate reviews for a game with the direct intention of just bringing it down, just to bring it down. So good on Metacritic to uh, kind of fight that and, you know, try to even the ground because it's one thing, of course, to not like a game for whatever reason in terms of solid reasons. But just for, you know, I guess genuinely bigoted, ver well, you know, views on it is, is straight up messed up, man. It really is. So, hey, fighting a good fight. Good on you, Metacritic. Um, Just wanted to bring that to attention that, you know, well, not that uh the obvious thing that bad people are bad, but hey. When some something's unfair and just done just out of spite, uh, that should be rectified, which in this case, I feel it has been uh, at least in terms of a step to progressively doing that. So. But, yeah, I think that pretty much covers the news for this week. Um, next thing we're going to talk about is, of course. What I've been playing. And, uh, actually <laughs> it's been somewhat of an upset now, but, um, and, uh, one game I, I forgot to mention last episode was, um, sunset riders, man, 
So if you don't know, PSA, Sunset Riders is out, I believe, on PS4 and Switch. I played it on Switch. Um, the arcade version. It uh, it came out in arcades before, of course, but it also got ported to the Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis. But, uh, man, some good nostalgia feelings brought back vividly playing that game now. Um, of course, the arcade version runs better technically than the uh, Super Nintendo version. I guess depending on how you perceive it, but the arcade version has a lot more to work with from a technical standpoint than the Super Nintendo version. Um, but yeah, man, uh, just just solid gameplay. Uh, you know, very Contra vibes, of course, from the same company. Um, but yeah, man, overall, pretty great, pretty great uh, game. Solid. Uh, you can play up to four players. Um, and you can also with the with the game, you can select the various cabinets. So there were multiple versions of the arcade game that came out like so you could play the single player version. No, I think there's a the lowest you can go is two player, whereas a two player version. Then there's I think there's a three player version. No, I think there's a two player version and a four player version. And then you can also play the Japanese and US version, um, which I didn't really notice a initial difference between the two. I'm sure there obviously has to be some difference if they did give you two versions or maybe they just give you the option of either, but it didn't seem to be any direct difference between the two versions, but either way I uh, played it, loved it. Ah, just straight pure nostalgia vibes, uh, with that, um, you know, uh, bear me with my money. Um, of course the sound bite. I can't, I can't do it justice. That's, that's the best I got. Um, <laughs> but that's probably what makes the, the arcade version better than the, um, than the, um, the uh, console versions is that you can do that repeatedly because with this, uh, version you can get uh free credits. So you just hit a dedicated button you get that sound bite and you know, all is good in the world. So, um, but yeah, just had to put that out there. Sunset Riders, man, get that. If you, if, especially if you've never played it before, definitely worthwhile, uh, let alone like a full blown, uh, got a full squad. Want to play straight up co-op. It's a fun time. Very fun time. Um, so yeah, Sunset Riders, great experience. Recommend it. Um, again, PS4, Switch. I think it was like eight bucks. Um, eight bucks well spent, you know. Um, of course, <laughs> probably the most surprising actually after that, Animal Crossing. Man, this game is like it is surprised. This is it surprised me. One, um how consistently I'm playing it. Um, and two, I guess just me unintentionally or subconsciously doing the, I guess what's generally perceived as mundane stuff. I'm like thoroughly enjoying, I'm getting some type of fulfillment or dopamine, whatever you want to call it out of it. 
And uh, I really am feeling that with this game Um, because it's great. It is great. Uh, Yeah, I found my I find myself uh, really enjoying the day to day loop where, you know. Yeah, you just literally just do a little bit here day to day and log out. And I think I it's something that's I feel feels really appealing to me about that, that you can just just put it, play a little bit, um, get your fulfillment for the day and then move on to another game. There's never really been a game I've really felt like that, which I think I'm kind of retreading what I talked about uh, last episode, but it's true, man. I don't know. It's just the progression is really good. Probably the best. It's no really no other way around that. Just the progression felt really good uh, day to day. And, you know, just playing it in short bursts each day. Um, it feels very fulfilling, I guess. And, yeah, I've been pretty much playing it every day since. Uh, I guess technically last week, but, um, yeah, it's, I'm starting to progress way more in the game. Uh, I think what, since last episode, I, uh, we build the shop where basically Tom Nook and Isabel finally comes into the fray. Uh, what else? Um, build a camping site. So I guess uh, at least from playing it, that's the way to it's the way to what it seems like is that uh, various random um, villagers come that you can uh, have them come to your village permanently, which has been been cool to, you know, kind of uh, mess around and play with as well. Um, But yeah, uh, also. I mean, not the two bone horn, but paid off my first loan. You know, hey, woo woo. Um, what ninety bells, hundred bells, hundred thousand bells, paid, paid. All right, I'm doing, just doing, just making moves out here. I'm just trying to succeed and make this village flourish. Um, you know, I mean, hey. Um, yeah, so thoroughly enjoying animal crossing uh missed the damn turnip lady to 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 buy these damn turnips so for those that don't know at least from the research i've done turnips is kind of somewhat of a i guess type of stock gimmick in the game where basically you can really benefit and pay off or you can not as much and you know kind of maybe slightly suffer for it um, or it's kind of a gamble in terms of, you know, turnip prices and stuff like that. So of course I missed the damn turnip lady. I guess after the fact I read that, uh, you can, um, she's only available on Sundays, 12 to four. I knew she was available on Sunday, but, um, of course I like, <laughs> I, uh, I, I started playing after like, I think of course, like an hour uh, or so after like five ish, I want to say, and it's like, damn it. And then I didn't want to time skip, like time skip a whole week. Cause then I could, I'd end up growing weeds. And I don't feel like picking up all these damn weeds. Cause I want to keep my damn village clean and, and organized. So I didn't, 
I was like, you know what? I got to accept this burn and, you know, come back to it, which I did. So. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was a great game. Thoroughly enjoying it. I have to say. I have to say. Animal Crossing is um, undefeated. So, of course, outside of that, the big game that came out that I played and beat recently was uh, The Last of Us Part 2. So I think I'm going to spoil, well, not spoil the game right now, but uh, I mean, technically now I'll I'll get into non-spoiler talk real quick. And then uh, I think we'll pretty much end the show with me, um, me straight up spoiling it because uh, I think enough time has passed. Uh, excuse me. Let me get this out. Uh, give me a minute. Um. All right, on Okay. Bam. And uh Bam. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So last of us part two, man, this game is, is great. Excellent. Great. Um, yeah, overall I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Um, I still feel like I need to actually play it again to get like a better understanding concept what have you of just overall the the story and just how solidify my feelings about the game. But at least initial, initial reactions, graphics are freaking spectacular. Playing it on a 4K HDR TV is, ugh, it's just, it's just like, just somebody just licking my eyes, which I guess is not pleasant, but you know, it's like, it's great. And then, you know, they, it's like, <laughs> it's a really dumb analogy, but uh, I guess kind of bear with me. So it's like great. And you can't stop looking to the point where, you know, your eyes are getting dry. So that's kind of like if you get your eyes licked, I would assume if people keep licking your eyes, you get your eyes get dry a bit and they, you know, Boy, yeah, that was a bad analogy. Uh, let's hopefully you got what I was saying. I mean, the graphics are really good. All right, that's that's all I'm gonna say there. One gripe, if I had it, is the gameplay. Um, it's great, solid. Everything's fulfilling. Hitting dudes with pipes, uh, shooting people in the head, headshots. Uh, seeing them after the fact, their heads are just like straight cratered in. And all that is great. Um, 
I just personally would have liked uh, a little bit of evolution in terms of the mechanics. Um, of course, you know, they added be, being able to go prone, uh, breaking glass. Um, yeah, outside of that, that was it. Um, yeah, the weapon upgrade system was in one, two, but that is, I have to say that's pretty fulfilling. Um, it is kind of like gun porn, to be honest, where, you know, gun porn mix meets ASMR where, you know, you get the sound, uh, satisfaction of, you know, the various weapons and, uh, unloading, locking them, uh, putting in a clip, uh, you know, that is slightly fulfilling or like subconsciously fulfilling, if anything, um, a lot of great set piece moments. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the only thing I really wish they did have is, uh, some, I don't know, new mechanic, some type of like evolution of the general gameplay, I guess. I don't know. It feel like it just needed some, some other additional evolution to the gameplay to some extent, some new mechanic that like somewhat maybe evolved the game to a greater extent. I did like, um, more of the interactivity between the enemy. So there are scenarios where, you know, at least like the first game where, you know, there are clickers or, uh, infected as well as, you know, general, I guess, normal people if you will. And, uh, there have, there were a couple of areas where you can actually incite a war between or fight between like, uh, you know, regular people as well as, uh, the infected, which I thought was really cool where, you know, you actually get some of that interactivity and like, you know, people, they're straight fighting for their lives. Oh my God, somebody, Oh God, they're, they're on to us. And then they start freaking out and start shooting them. And then, you know, it could be that the, the infected win or the, uh, the soldiers, I think they're, they've been established in the game. So I think it's safe to say the wolves are, um, actually, you know, uh, if they win or whatever, which is cool. And I have to bring no attention. We're in a really cool thing that I just, it was something I was like curious about if it will work. And I'm very feeling very fulfilled that it does is basically being able to, uh, apprehend an enemy, uh, like basically do the body shield, like, you know, gears of war, dead to rights, uh, any other game, um, where you can actually like grab them as a human shield. And let's say our infected is coming. You can actually like, um, guide them or move them towards infected and affected will directly eat them. And I don't know, I guess maybe I felt like they wouldn't work or they would hit you instead and, uh, avoid or ignore the guy that you're having a human shield position for some reason. I don't know. I just assume as a game, it wouldn't do that, but I don't know. It felt great to like legitimately <laughs> to have the straight up animation of them, you know, uh, getting bit, by the infected as if you're pushing it onto them, which essentially is what ha what's happening. Um, and that, that was, that was very fulfilling. Um, like I was talking about on Twitter a bit, there are dogs in the game that you pretty much have to kill for the most part. I guess maybe you could technically, I'm not sure if you can really 
feasibly do a no no detection run exactly i know there are some i guess omitting the pre uh pre-scripted like uh fight moments where regardless they know who you are um but that um maybe it is i don't know i didn't uh upgrade my um abilities to that level where there are you know v- different different categories where you can upgrade your skill trees to various categories or you know various levels um i pretty much stuck with defense and like uh assault uh for the most part but apparently you can't you can't um upgrade everything in one playthrough so they do encourage definitely encourage you to play the game on new game plus which there definitely is um but yeah overall thoroughly enjoyed it though a lot of the even though there wasn't much of an evolution in the gameplay it was the gameplay itself is very solid and uh very satisfying in terms of just the visceral i guess primal satisfaction of like you know um clocking straight clocking people in the head instantly killing them Ah, it's very fulfilling and yeah, headshots, gunplay cover, all that is great. And then on top of that, you, you do it in these very like lush, um, very realized, realistic, believable environments, um, which is great. So all in all, highly recommend it. Um, I feel like I should start, I guess, great in games. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, if I were to give it a, a rating on a scale of one to 10. Um, yeah, definitely a solid nine. I only knock it because yeah, it didn't make a legitimate upgrade in gameplay that, uh, I want it, you know, in a sequel, or I guess technically it's, it is a sequel. It's more so a continuation of the main story, which is, I understand why they wanted to go with part two, but yeah, I would have liked a little bit more evolution in gameplay. If, if possible, but yeah. So I guess let's get to uh, some spoiler territory. Um, so just a warning, warning, warning. Um, spoilers for Last of Us Part 2. Spoiler, spoilers, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2. So, um, yeah, considering the the you know leaks that came out before and all the outrage and stuff, I was definitely on edge in terms of trying to figure out what the outcry and outrage was for. At least after the fact, I'm just gonna go be straight up with it. Um, it seemed to be very irrelevant for the most part. Uh, it seemed a lot of it was geared towards. Well, I guess it's two boats, but I think a lot of it is geared towards uh, the character, Abby, who is a pretty much a strong female character. And I guess uh, pretty much also Ellie as well. Just being able to play as women characters, as the main characters, um, I think a lot of people did like. And I guess because there's apparently some highly suggested rumored agenda or whatever, which is I think is just dumb. A lot of a lot of levels She's just very ignorant, bigoted, prejudiced, hate uh, like I was ran on Twitter a little bit. That is just dumb and un 
un, uh, unverified or validated, if you will. But yeah, um, that was dumb. But I know some of the other points of controversy, which is totally understandable, um, is Joel uh, dying, uh, which at least going from the trailers, I was highly suspecting. I know they kind of gave you a somewhat of a uh, red herring, if you will, MacGuffin. I don't know where basically they made it seem like, oh, shoot, Joel actually is in a fight. That was just a it was just a yeah, it was just to throw you off kind of from him dying. But nope, <laughs> after the fact, did not did not did not play out that way. So at least kind of the events coming up to that, uh, you start, you don't start the game. You, uh, at a certain point in the game, I think like two, three hours in, you start playing as this character. You don't know her at first, but then it comes to be that her name is Abby. And then she's with this other guy, Owen. And then they, um, I guess they are very coy about what they're about to do. At least to me, it seemed like it wasn't up to any good. Uh, but then you pretty much play as her going to Jackson, their uh, base in the game. And uh, she's getting outrun by zombies out of nowhere. And then she basically goes to this whole thing where she's continually getting chased by the infected. And then she run across uh, Joel and Tommy uh, from the first game. And they basically have this whole, um, I guess, scenario where they're outrunning all of the uh, infected collectively and basically just trying to survive. And they eventually get to and regroup with the um, fellow people of this group. And then, of course, uh, yeah, um, uh, Tommy basically says, hey, uh, Joel, uh, well, yeah, yeah, you can, you can go back to our uh, our uh, base if you want. Um, you know, uh, yeah, my, my buddy here, uh, my brother Joel, uh, he definitely knows. I, I forgot verbatim how it how it came to play, but basically he he dropped uh, Joel's name, uh, brought his name up and uh, then everybody just straight like leered, like instantly, like just locked on. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Joel's like, uh, it's like y'all heard my name before or something. And out of nowhere, uh, I think it was pretty sure it was Abby straight up shot Joel in the leg, shot his leg off. And then, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. It's about to happen, isn't it? And yeah, sure enough. Uh, you know, they, uh, start torturing, uh, Joel, uh, at least you kind of change perspective to Ellie and then you go up to Joel uh, in terms of him getting tortured after they find out somehow that he never came back from his post or whatever. And uh, yeah, you finally get there. They knock Ellie out and then yeah, just straight Abby is straight up torturing Joel. And uh, yeah, you know, they uh, Owen, uh, the one new character says to end it. Uh, Abby straight up does finishing off and killing Joel in front of Ellie's eyes. And yeah, man, that was it. That was it. I was going lockdown pot. Um, man, that was, that was heavy. It was real heavy, very heavy. Um, thanks man. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, boy, uh, 
That was tough. So <laughs> for me personally, I was livid. I was mad. I was angry. I'm like, oh, man, they're going to pay. All right. I got to see this through. And we pretty much. Uh, uh, so just skipping some of the other points. It eventually gets to. um, It gets to uh, a particular point in the story where you pretty much you play most of Ellie. And um, then probably the biggest other, I guess, twist is that you actually play as Abby. Um like what for almost like 40% of the game after. And, you know, of course I think everybody, uh, had this, you know, instant chip on their shoulder. Like, ah, I like uncomfortableness, uh, just being very uncomfortable playing as a character. And like, it just, uh, yeah, for me, I felt very indifferent, uh, uncomfortable, angry, it's like, uh, I don't really want to play as this person. He just straight killed the main character of the previous game that, uh, you know, uh, just how he went out straight killed him. And then like one dude just spit on him. Like, come on, man. I mean, of course, you know, he's not in the right, but still it's like you identified why he did what he did. And then, you know, they want to show you there's her side and like kind of how she, where she's coming from. And like, it's legit that, you know, her dad was actually the doctor that was trying to, that was going to operate on Ellie to get a cure ultimately. And then, ah, uh, it's just, it was all bad. I was, uh, still now I'm very indifferent about just the, just my feeling towards Abby, uh, overall. Um, it's like the game did a really good job of showing her side of the story and how she has every right to have killed Joel, but at the same time, very indifferent, man. It's, uh, I'm very, uh, just indifferent. That's probably the best way to describe it. It's like, I totally get both sides, but it's like he killed Joel, man. He killed Joel. So her, she, my bad. Um, yeah, straight cock diesel, but it's pretty much after you play her side and get her side of the story, you understand like she, all the rage she had, uh, is technically for Joel killing her father. And, uh, yeah, man. Ugh. And then at the end for the ending, um, I, 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 it felt satisfying. I felt good that I, I like the fact that Ellie kind of got somewhat of a, um, fulfillment, if you will, of, you know, at least almost killing Abby. And, you know, to the point where, you know, she's like, maybe it's not, I need to stop and, you know, found the light, got learned forgiveness. At least that's what it's kind of implied that she finally forgived her for killing Joel, even though he wasn't in the right. Um, or she wasn't right for killing him technically, but overall, yeah, I say, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the story It's some stuff I kind of want to see now that I know, I think that will warrant a second playthrough to kind of solidify some things, but, ah, yeah, overall it's tough, just rough, rough and tough. Um, yeah, I understand the controversy. It's very, very similar to Metal Gear Solid 2, 
where, you know, you're expected to play a totally new character. But it's very different where now in this is like it's a straight up character that killed another character. So it's hard to it's that's that's a tough pill to swallow, at least for me, even after beating the game and, you know, getting both sides. I mean, you feel bad for some of the characters on Abby's side, like the doctor to some extent and Owen, who seem to be pretty much uh good in heart where you know after the fact where they showed the same scene of joe getting uh, killed but uh they actually showed the discussion going on between the soldiers where previously with ellie it was it was muffled and like i guess they wanted to insinuate how she was filled with rage and she couldn't hear anything because she was so filled with anger and resentment um towards abby and i guess technically the whole crew but at least during that part when I was playing Ellie, I, f- I was like, yeah, all these people are going to pay. I'm like, I'm killing everybody. I don't care. She deserves this. She needs this. She wants to. She needs to kill this person. Uh, but yeah, I get it. I get the message they were trying to convey that revenge is not going to resolve everything. It's not going to, you know, obviously yet bring Joel back. It's not going to make you feel necessarily any better about everything. And uh Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I am not going to lie to y'all. Uh, yeah, after after Joel got killed, uh, I was I was close to tears. Um, just how he went out is I mean, of course, nobody you can't control how you go out ultimately in a lot of scenarios, but just how he went out, just straight tortured. And, you know, Abby's Joel's like, oh, OK, well, just make this quick or whatever. He's like, no, no, you don't you don't deserve to have this be quick. And then, you know, just uh, straight torching them. But yeah, what 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 got me, you know, you're visiting his house after he died. And uh, yeah, you come across a lot of his, you know, his belongings and, you know, pictures. And then they showed the picture of him and his uh, his original daughter. I guess. Um, and that, <laughs> that got me. I was like, Oh man, she's back with her. Uh, he's, he's back with her, uh, daughter and hopefully in heaven, I guess. I mean, it's, and that's one cool thing I do like about this game is that it does give you similar tones at, uh, like, um, I guess, yeah, the best example is the walking dead where it makes you, see that not necessarily your opposing side is bad or evil necessarily, but you know, they're just, it's just from a different perspective than you, uh, where, you know, you can, you can view some aspects of them as being evil, but at least in essence, uh, they're not generally evil. Cause I mean, like, I guess technically we could, we could have played the game from Abby's side and totally identified with Abby in terms of what she had to do or whatever. But, you know, very tit for tat. It felt like, which I liked. I don't think I ever played a game, a game specifically that made me feel like conflicted straight up that like, um, I wasn't very certain of which side was good, which side I wanted to be on. I mean, of course, at least now I definitely still, I'm still on side Ellie, but at the same time, I did like a lot of aspects of Abby, but it's just, it's hard to get over the fact that she fucking killed Joel. So 
I I I personally am dealing with that. <laughs> I need I need some time to heal from that. Maybe at some some point I may like you more, but I don't know. As of now, I, I don't like you that much because you killed you killed Joel, man. You killed Joel. You know, he I know he wasn't a perfect man, but at the end of the day, he cared for Ellie and tried to work work with her help her whenever she needed and you know uh be there uh for her as a father figure which is you know you can only really respect and appreciate that as a, for a character um so yeah that was tough that's tough and I'm, it's hard to get over man that uh just how he went out just yeah like maybe if she, if if Joel went out differently maybe it wouldn't be as hard but just the fact that how she took him out it was it was it's a hard pill to swallow man it really was but yeah overall I I get it I get it and if you were to like tally up who's bad or who's worse definitely um you know Abby is technically on the better side if you will but eh you killed Joel, man. It's hard to, it's hard to accept that, I guess for me, but I, I, I did like that. Uh, I guess, um, predicament that this game puts you in where, you know, you're having that kind of internal, um, you know, debate about like, you know, I'm playing her, but I, uh, I, I, constantly the fact that she just killed Joel is hard to you know get over and accept so yeah yeah it did feel you know yeah going back to the ending towards the ending it did feel good to uh you know at least get some semblance of revenge and you know beating her at her low uh for you know and that was one thing too, like playing as Abby and then, you know, get to that point where like, it seems like, oh, she's going to kill, kill this character that, you know, uh, at least it made it feel like that you, man, they were going to kill this character is going to kill Joel as well as Ellie. And then you're just supposed to just accept it and play it, play like what the last of Us part three is Ellie, uh, Abby and like, just except the fact that she killed two of two of your main characters from the original it's just yeah that's a very interesting interesting uh prospect man that i don't think any any game i've played at least has ever like presented to you like that so i definitely liked the boldness of what they did um but man ugh, it still gets me I'm definitely gonna play it play it again to get like a another playthrough to get a better I don't know, maybe try to find solidify how I feel about that I guess knee jerk reaction that I <laughs> pretty much contained throughout the whole game, which is maybe a testament to how you deal with revenge and the inclination of one to uh kill a person, I guess. I don't know. So but yeah. That pretty much is uh, my impressions of the last was part two. Great game. Can't wait for the no multiplayer whenever that comes out. Cause boy, if the first one uh, was any indication, it's going to be pretty great. So yeah. Um, but outside of that, 
think that'll do it for this episode of Switch of Sights. Um, if you do enjoy the show, uh, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, what else? If you uh, enjoy watching the show or want to watch the show live, you can watch it on Twitch TV slash a switch. Uh, also upload the archives of this show on Twitch TV slash no youtube.com slash a switch. And what else? Make sure I covered everything. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, yeah, guys, uh, till next time, uh, <laughs> uh, don't cough. Um, uh, don't touch people in terms of, you know, out of respect, uh, consent is very important. So, you know, I mean, yeah, in terms of the whole, uh, kind of, uh, allegations in terms of rape and stuff, uh, and specifically in the gaming community, be just be, I mean, it's hard to even describe just common sense. Don't touch people that said they don't want to be touched. Don't do stuff that is not consensual. Be smart and sensible about stuff. Uh, that shouldn't be be shouldn't be preached or said, but it sometimes it needs to. So um, that's what I'll say on that. Uh, uh, definitely hurts out to the people that are actually coming out about this stuff. And, you know, it takes a lot of strength to admit some of this, uh, you know, these issues that people have been containing for a while or afraid to talk about, embarrassed to talk about. So definitely uh, much, much credit to the folks that are coming out about, uh, you know, these real issues that uh, people need to speak up on and they are so. Uh, but yeah, until uh, next time, don't cough. <laughs> Get your game on. Uh, oh, yeah. Nobody's safe.